between the game and life i have a special uh episode i'm here with uh jared polson jared's going to be joining me for a few episodes in season two as a co-host we have a special series planned but before we get into that we're going to do a uh we're going to do a reaction to last night's uh michigan state game so jared what's up man how you doing mr cam pretty good man so first i I want to ask, like, as a former UK player, when you watch these games, how do you watch the game? Like, what do you like? What are you looking for? Yeah, like, how, how does a former UK player watch UK? Um, pretty much like any fan, honestly. There, there's a few nuances to it, like, especially since Cal's really done a lot of the same offense, even since I've been there. Uh, you, you kind of watch for that, you know, what plays they're running and uh, you kind of get it. You kind of get a feel of, of what Cal's going to go to in certain circumstances. But other than that, really, I mean, you watch it like you always have, even before you played at UK or something like that. Gotcha. So we've had 24, about 24 hours to digest the game and what happened. And me, you, your brothers, your dad were texting a little bit last night about the game. So what were all, some all of kind your... of text threads <laughs> last night? All kinds. What was some of your earliest reactions to to the game? I mean, honestly, a lot of a lot of the same of you know last five or six years where you just have a completely new collection of guys that haven't quite quite figured it out. I mean, it was pretty obvious last night. I think that talent level we were much higher than Michigan State. Like, I don't. Michigan State will be good because they're always going to be decent, but I don't I don't know if, what you thought about their team, but talent wise, they didn't seem like they they had a bunch of, of juggernauts, but they just knew knew how to play a lot older. And I, honestly, I thought we were in control of the game most of the game. I was like, we're probably going to keep it close, but I think we'll end up winning by seven nine points. We'll pull away just because I think we're superior to them. But it was your case of. Not not hitting free throws when you should, uh, just little little things at the end of the game that happened, and just a, a result of I guess not a lot of practice. I was actually funny enough. I was talking to uh, Brennan, one of the walk-ons, Brennan Canada today for something different, and he was saying like Oscar, for instance, really hadn't even practiced with the team the last three weeks. Like yeah. he he's actually been out like with that knee injury and they've been really cautious with it. And then, you know, people will talk about that last play where he just got completely lost and let the guy <laughs> get the dunk. But it's like, yeah, if you haven't practiced it for like three weeks and you don't know that how you guard the inbounds pass, there's just a lot of little things that are going to get better throughout the season that we saw were just kind of frustrating last night. Yeah. He hadn't practiced much and still had almost 20 and 20. So that's the good news. Yeah. <laughs> You have a guy that hadn't hadn't practiced at all, and he he did what Oscar does all last year. Yeah, I noticed it. It really seemed like the guys were like looking for him, and like they were wanting to give him the ball, which was encouraging. Um, I know a lot of times guards have you know, or either people on the wing they have trouble feeding the post. But one thing, so I was thinking about I actually watched Gonzaga in Michigan State. Because, mm -hmm. you know, I like to scout out teams, you know, right. Cause you never know. I might, I might send a scouting report to, to a coach just, in, you know, on the low, but shoot an email. I'll probably get it. <laughs> but uh, 
I knew Michigan State was going to be tough just because of the way they played Gonzaga. Yeah. And one thing I've noticed with when Kentucky plays teams that have like two really good guards, like we really struggle. I mean, I think that's with any team, but like mm-hmm. my mind flashes back to um, when um, in the national championship game, uh, it, it, it might have been your senior year. They played Shabazz and Ryan Boatwright. Yeah, for some reason, like in my soul, I knew we weren't going to win that game because I knew like the guards up front could not guard their guards. And yep. when when the game got close, and the other team, I can't remember what his name was or who he was, but he kind of reminded me of Ashton Hagens. He had like a build like Ashton Hagens and kind of moved like him. But when he was hitting some tough shots at the end because he was just like dribbling and he would stop, pump fake, and then like rise up and just make it. And so he yeah. was really hitting some tough shots down the stretch. Yeah. But like also the other dude, I think I put on Twitter that number three was Shifty. And like he was out there bopping the people. The <laughs> yeah. 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 So and so like on us, and I this is true for any team, but like if you let guards get penetration, just stand out there and dribble and do whatever they want, like you're gonna have yeah. a hard, hard time. And then I know we're kind of getting towards the end of the game, but when Wheeler let dude like catch it over his shoulder and get him on a run and start like in the last seconds, like you're, 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 oh, yeah. you're like guaranteed to have a breakdown at the end. Yeah. Toppin was late on his recovery. CJ was trying to guard two people. Chain and effect. I, yeah. And I had flashbacks to uh, that elite eight when um, North Carolina hit that shot. And the same thing kind of happens. Like you let him get on a run. Someone's yep. going to get out of position that someone on the other team is going to be open. I mean, that's just a recipe for disaster if you don't keep the ball in front of you. Yeah. But what else did you see over the course of the game that, you know, that you that you liked, didn't like, et cetera? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are talking, like, I think Kaysen Manny's the real deal. I think uh, defensively specifically, like, it's, it's going to be nice to have that ball stopper, I think, really in the last – three or four years we haven't really had the guy that can just lock somebody up and he seems like he might be me that guy that year this, this year and almost seems a little bit like Ashton like where he not offensively but defensively where he just knows how to get his hands in there and get steals yeah. like he whatever broke broke the record or had some crazy amount of steals last night so I thought he was really positive even hit some jumpers which you know I guess Jerry's still out for debate if he's a, a great shooter or a good shooter, but it was good to see him play well that first game. Uh, Oscar Oscar did his thing. I think it's – I mean, me and you talk about this a lot. Just besides those two, it's, fi- it's, it's those other players finding their role. Yeah. I think that's – and you're probably already going to talk about this because I know you're big on it. But, like, when you've got <laughs> when you've got a lot of players on your team, I mean, we played – what do we play? Eight – like, at least nine guys, maybe even ten – in spurts sometimes just seems like they're all kind of just out there like a little yeah. little bit lost like a Damian Collins for instance like great athletic talent but don't really know what his role was last and I know he's I know he's got some you know his dad passed away and so he hasn't really been with the team either which also doesn't help but like I think it's just a matter of you know Oscar and Case and it seems like they've got their roles down but and and severe to an extent but the rest of them just like figuring their spots, getting to their spots, knowing what their roles are. And unfortunately, I know the fans don't like to hear it, but that takes time. And that's why Cal's <laughs> always like, guys, we may not be good at the beginning. And uh, 
it's frustrating because like I, I think we were one in five in championship classics over the last six years. Somebody, a buddy of mine texted me that. So it's like frustrating to always lose these kind of bigger games at the beginning of the season. Uh, then another guy texted another friend texted me like, thing about it is we're always in it besides a few years in Cal's tenure here. Like at the end of the day, we always have a chance in March and that's really all you can ask for. Um, yep. So those are some, there's, there's a lot more to it, but those are my initial thoughts to, to last night's game. Yeah. Going off case and Wallace, being able to play the passing lanes and get steals is one of the most underrated skills. Like it is a real skill to be able to play passing lanes. Yeah. Like when, when, when we were in high school, Charles, my, my friend, he, so we, we had like this highlight DVD that they would make for us at the end of the year. And I'd, I'd have to show it to you one day, but the amount of like passing lane steals that just like breakaway layups that he got that year where no one's past half court is absolutely amazing. Like I could never, I never was good at playing the passing lanes and to yeah. be able to anticipate like that is a truly good skill. I mean, how many steals did he finish with? I don't know the final number. I feel like it was like seven or eight, which is yeah. crazy for a college game. <laughs> that that <Right>. is absurd. <laughs> first yes yeah, first big game too yeah that that is 100 percent skill and, and we i mean ashton's the one that comes to mind hagan's like he that was his best skill yeah was that but other than that there's not really been a ton of guys that i can remember that just have they, it's like they just have a knack for finding finding those lanes like you're talking about and getting the steals um yeah it's it's funny that you brought up the role thing and the 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 talent and amount of people we have. So I wanted to ask you this because I have my own theory. Do yep. you believe that you can have too much talent? <laughs> Here here's my okay okay. So I I think our theories are similar, but like I call I call it the Olympic theory, and maybe we talked about this in our last pod in the last time I came on your on your show. But uh, I to an extent I really think you can like if you watch the Olympics, when you, you we get all these, you know, the supposedly the best players in America all on one team, if you watch, they all don't play as well as they do like on their NBA teams. Right. Because I think in the back of their minds, it's like, Hey, I can, you know, I can shoot this shot and I'm going to get, I'm going to put up 25 to 30 shots a game on my team, but it's a little bit different when you've got an open shot, but there's KD to your right and there's LeBron to your left. COVID, like whoever it is yeah and so you you even if you second guess yourself even a little bit in basketball like confidence we both know this is huge like yeah I think that's just as important as skill it's just confidence in yourself so I I think really Kentucky I mean you see that a lot with guys like coming out of high school into Kentucky and we're like, why, why did they have like these awesome mixtapes? And then they just struggle a little bit at, at UK. It's like, yeah. well, when you're playing with other five stars and we are playing like with, usually we have at least eight or nine guys that get minutes. Uh, it is a little bit hard to figure out your role. And like, how do you, how do you fit in and how do you play the game when you're used to getting 25 shots a game in high school and, Hey, if 12 of them go in, that's great. We're probably going to win too. You know, maybe I've got 10 to 12 shots a game. Yeah. If I'm one of the higher volume shooters on our team, like I got to make them count. Um, so I think that takes time. I think that really takes time uh, to figure that out. 
And I think that's why you see a lot of guys struggle at, at Kentucky. And then but the other part of it is I'm also a believer in, in and I think Cal's the same way, like eventually you got to shorten the rotation. Yeah. It's hard to play like 10 to 12 guys in a college bat in a 40 minute game. Yeah. Cause you got to let guys get in rhythm. Like, yeah. You, you can't like, that's why I don't think the platoon, I mean, the platoon system worked because we were just way better than everybody else. But even then at the end of the season, he went away from it because he knew like you can't play five minutes and get in a rhythm and then come out, play five more minutes. Like you've got to know, Hey, I'm a top eight guy. And whether I'm shooting well or not, whether I'm playing well or not, like I'm going to get my minutes. And I think that gives you confidence. So. Yeah. When you were talking about the Olympic theory, I was thinking about Jason Tatum and the prior Olympics, just, just yes, this past exactly. Olympics. Like he was, uh, he's used to being able to get out there and dribble and hit step backs and all this other stuff. And they had him out there screening and rolling. Yep. <laughs> he's probably thinking I've never set a screen a day in my life. Yeah, it's true. It's I'm sitting, real. I'm sitting here catching the ball in the high post and supposed to look in the post and look this way. Like, yeah, Play it is. Raymond Green's role. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is. It is hard. And it's, it's it's easy if you're beating a team by a lot and you can just kind of go out there and do what you want. No one really cares. But when the game gets tight, like I was texting last night, like when the game gets tight and you have a bunch of talent, everyone starts looking for the other person to yep. do it. And I think that's why, like, late in the games, guys just stand around because they're just looking to, like, who's going to do it? Yeah. <laughs> and especially, like, and you're right, if, if you're out on the floor and you have the skills to maybe, like, get a bucket or something – but you haven't done it all game. Like when the game's tied in two minutes, like that's not the time to be like, all right, (laughs) it's on me. And like, I, like I posted last night on Twitter, it was a funny tweet that said like, uh, I think it was the first overtime where Jacob Toppin, he shot like three or four shots in a row. They were all terrible. And I tweeted like, I tweeted and said, Toppin said, Toppin said, watch out y'all. I got this. But like, (laughs) but like, you know what I'm saying? Like everyone else is just standing around just because Oscar had fouled out and everyone else is just standing around looking like, well, who's going to be yeah. that guy? Yeah. And when yeah. you do have like nine or 10 people, it is tough. And I think that's why, like, I honestly think that's why the 2012 team, your team won is because like y'all only played really six people. Yep. Um, you played six people and I think Kyle came in sparingly like Kyle was the seventh man who played like maybe 10 minutes a game yeah like if he yeah. made the first shot like he'd play he longer but if he, if he missed it yeah. <laughs> so because of that I think everyone knew their role and just fell into place but when you have like the, the platoon system like it's it makes the game super challenging to to play yep. and I think I mean we like you know Cal's Cal's first five years here here it's like elite eight final four championship nit year that that you can put an asterisk beside that and then another championship game and then i guess elite eight or final four when they lost wisconsin like if you look at all those teams they were not deep at all they were i mean maybe that first year when john wall was here but even then like they really only played six or seven guys uh and so i mean i think you're exactly right like i think seven is probably that sweet spot of, you know, you've got your you've got your two guys that can come off the bench that really contribute and are important, and then maybe an eighth, ninth guy if you get in foul trouble. But when you've got guys like this year's squad, like who's who's not going to play? 
Right. That's the hard, that's the hard part that Cal's got to figure out. It's like somebody somebody's not going to get minutes, and yeah. you know we've got ten guys that could arguably all vie for playing time okay. at least. So it's just going to be a matter of finding that rotation because if you want to be confident, if you want to get in the flow of the game, you got to play at least like twenty minutes a game. It's hard to it's hard to go in as a bench player and you know like Kyle for instance and like knowing that if you go in and you, you get your shot or two and if you make it hey you get more minutes if you miss it like that's a pressure filled shot or pressure filled yeah. few minutes a game um so yeah i i agree with you i think the the smaller the rotation the better yeah this little comment has nothing to do with uk basketball but i was listening to a podcast and they were talking about the utah jazz and they were talking about how colin sexton basically decides his minutes because when he comes in if he has it, then he gets to play. But if he comes in and he messes up like the first couple of trips to the done. floor, they're like, all right, all right, you don't have it tonight. <laughs> Just- <Not> tonight. <laughs> but yeah, man, it is it is tough because I was I was looking at the roster. It's bad that I, I don't know the full roster, but you know, that one kid, Adu, you know, he's really young. Yeah, right. I don't I don't think he played. And then the guy that's been blocking all the shots, I can't pronounce his name. Like, Ghana. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, Oscar comes back and he he he's barely going to crack the rotation now maybe yeah and so it's just like like these are two super talented dudes that are just like stuck on the bench now stuck on the bench yeah and i think it, it's a little bit easier for like a big man like kingsley because you're not really relying on your shot you're like it's easier to go in and just be a hustle player maybe block some shots without as much pressure uh, i think the guard the guard specifically like a like a, a dude the arrow like that's a harder one to put in for spurts um which really i guess when i think about it like we we do have a little more depth on our front court when we got damian kingsley oscar lance Toppin. yeah shoot we got a lot of big men Uh, yeah yeah that'll be interesting yeah you just tell them get out there and foul somebody just get out there and and, yeah (laughs) it's basically what lance does get out there Hey, get Bust out there, and rotate hit. and foul. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> no, no you use buckets. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I think about this year's team. You know, because the one, I, it's my last theory is that. Uh, also, I have another theory about small guards, about like how hard it is to win with you know five, eight, yep. five, nine guards as your starting guard. Yeah, I think I think those kind of dudes are great backups because they can come in and make the game ugly and get into people and cause a ruckus. But when they're your starting guard, Tough. I've always been a little iffy about about that. So, um, yeah. and, and Severe kind of has he, he can have that savior complex as well, where he can drive and flip up some some boopty from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> he'll get he'll be driving there, get stuck in the air, and flip it up or throw some some crazy pass. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it all develops, but like, it's, it's super early. So yeah, it's just part of those growing pains. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I think so. If, if Severe's playing 35 to 40 minutes a game, I think we're in trouble. Nothing against him. Like, I think he's awesome, but I think you're right. Like if he can be the 20 to 25 minute energizer bunny, um, man, that, that is a awesome role for him because yeah. he can get up in people and use all his energy on defense as well. And he does, he does get himself in trouble a lot, but at the same time, like a guy like him who 
thrives on driving and like led has led the SEC in assists the last two games. Like part of it is you have to you have to be able to take risks and get in there sometimes and make yeah. some turnovers. Like it's hard to average eight assists a game and no turnovers. Yeah. Like you, if you're averaging eight assists a game, that means you're creating regularly. Uh, but it is like I mean you see it. We saw it last year, and we're we saw it a little bit this year. Like if if it's severe one on one in crunch time. Like if that's our if that's our go to play, then we're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, we got it. We got to figure something out, and I don't know what that something is because I don't think Kaysen's quite ready yet to be that ball like primary ball handler for thirty minutes. Like right. I think Beer's a nice compliment to him, but if it's if it's th- throwing it to Oscar down low, but then even then it's it's really hard to post bigs without like really good sets and using like shooters to set screens to get Oscar open. So yeah, especially if we're not hitting from the outside that opens up that inside yeah, dump. Exactly. And that's I think that's the thing. Like who who's gonna be the guy we can just give the ball to and go get a bucket. I think that's what we've been missing over the really the last several years. Um like I don't know if it's Kaysen this year. Could be Reeves Reeves was kind of a weird thing where he didn't really play at all like the last two overtime I guess both overtimes he really didn't play like he he might be that guy yeah um, he obviously he had a bad shooting night and maybe was exposed defensively a little bit but like in college basketball you got you got to have a guy that you can just give it to and say forget a play yeah go get me a bucket and if I had one concern about this like I think we're going to be really good like we're just too talented to have a bad season I think we're going to we're going to run through some SEC teams, but that's the one concern is who is our, who is our guy? Who can, who can we just throw it to and go, go get a crunch time bucket when we need it? Like maybe it's Oscar. We got to figure out how to get it to him in crunch time or maybe it's Toppin. I don't know if Toppin's the guy, but. <laughs> Toppin says, I got this y'all. Toppin, I'm the, I'm Toppin I swear he's, he's been throwing up crazy shots that go in since he first got here. I, every time top and shit, I'm like, what was that? And then it's, it goes in. Like, he, he just got a knack for, for making shots. But he, he did have a few suspect ones last night. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll, it'll be interesting how it all plays out. So, we'll all be tuned in for these big upcoming games that they that they have coming up against Gonzaga and Michigan and, and such. So, should be fun. Should be fun. So, we'll see We'll see how it all plans out. Um you have any other closing closing thoughts on on the game and or other games coming up? No, I think the Gonzaga game is going to be fun. It's a good good bounce back game. I think we can definitely I think we can definitely beat them. I think it's going to be a tough game, especially out there. Um, so I think they're they're just a more talented like Michigan State, tough, hard nosed, been around a while. So well coached, well coached. We'll we'll see we'll see how it goes. I could definitely see us losing that game by 10, but I could see us. I mean, this team, we've got the shooters now to where if, if CJ and Antonio get hot, then we're hard to beat. Now that's not always going to happen, but we've we've got the team to where we can literally beat anyone on any given night, which is nice. Yeah. I feel like I, that. And sometimes that that's what I want fans to understand is that, like, in basketball, any – any team can win on any given night. Like there's so many variables that go into winning and losing. And, yep. um, and I think that's why, like, 
it's so hard to win a championship. I mean, I was actually thinking about it before we were supposed to record. Yep. But, like, if you look at the most legendary coaches, like Tom Izzo is considered a legendary college basketball coach, and he has one yep. championship. Yep. <laughs> like, Mark Few is a legendary, and he has none. Like, it's Jim – Jim, uh, what's his name that coaches Dang Syracuse? Man. Like, legendary. He has one championship. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. so it is, like, so hard to win That's... a championship and to be good and be good for a long time. Yeah. No, I, I mean, that's going back to that point that I was talking to, you know, you know, Jake and Gabe about. It's like, we, it's easy to get frustrated at these teams, specifically the last three or four or five years. And, but in March, it's like so much of it is, I don't know if luck's the right word, but you just have to, you got to get hot for six games. And so, yeah, if you put a team out there with a decent seed, like that's really all you can ask for um in in the tournament because the ball just has to bounce your way uh and and honestly most of the time the best the best team doesn't win the tournament because that's yeah. just the way it's structured you don't if it was a playoff structure you got to win you know four four out of seven games that's a totally different story but basketball man way more than football all it yeah. takes is for one guy to get hot one time and there's an upset like you just got to put yourself in there. And I think we're going to be right there at the end of the year. Like, I'm not saying we, this is our championship team, but we've got the players to be there. And if we get a decent enough seed, we got a chance. Yeah. Hey, Cal, if you're listening, put those boys in a big old one, three, one zone, get them, <laughs> put the, put the arms out, just get them all, just get them real big on the floor. <laughs> we going one, three, one zone. Three, two, one, three, one, one, two, two. Do it all. It's just every trip yeah, down, we we'll just man. keep rotating the zone. Every possession, new something, new something. Nah, but thanks, Jared. This is fun. Maybe, maybe uh, after after you know more big games, we can hop on here and do uh, reactions. So let's do it. Appreciate all right, man. Between a game and life. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks.